This is for the nerds, this is for the brainiacs, this is what we deserve Go ahead and play it back, you ain't gonna touch me You not gonna do nothing, you are not above me I bet you wish you was me, I know that I know What is poppin' everybody? And welcome back to another special episode of the Only Friends Podcast. Well, you know, where it's me and my only friends, which includes, but is not limited to, Poo Dog. Hello. Hi, Poo Dog. Hi. How are you? Hi, everyone. <laughs> Hello, Melissa. Hello, Tortoise. What is How up? are you today? I'm good. Beautiful day, fall day. It is a nice fall day. Breaking out the long sleeves. Mm. God, I love this weather. So nice. Can't stand that summer heat. It's not that I can't stand the summer heat. I don't really mind it. It's just I can't wear winter clothes. Yeah, I, that's yeah. what bothers me. Hoodies are so nice. I don't like I summer it. clothes. I've actually went for the shorts and t-shirts today, but normally this In- time of year, it's, it's nice incredible. Your Taylor Swift shirt. This is a uh, Taylor Yinzer era shirt. Oh. Yes. Uh, yeah, so this is, you know, when she played in Pittsburgh. Okay. Yeah. Very so, nice. Uh, I had to wear it today. That's you know? like a perfect shirt for 1989, you. Taylor's version Taylor comes out tonight. Taylor and Yinzer on a shirt. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. How perfect is that? Couldn't be more perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 1989, Taylor's version comes out tonight, 9 o'clock. <laughs> Can't wait. <laughs> Everybody's waiting. Got some, got some in the vault uh, songs on there, you know. Michelle and I will be uh, listening to that tonight. Do you guys like dance? Get up and dance. We don't know. We kind of vibe. Get, nah, we just kind of vibe. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Vibe. Maybe a glass of wine. You, you saying know? she's listening to you singing? Yeah. yeah. I. Yeah. I. Well, she's singing as well. Okay. okay. Yeah. I'm a little worried this bit's gone too far as well. It's, it's not, not a bit. A bit. It's I know. Not that's, unfortunately, that's it's not a why, bit. That's not why I'm a little a worried it's gone too far. I met a you nice know? gentleman from. Uh, Philadelphia yesterday. Oh yeah, go birds. Go birds. He uh, he had a shirt on. It said, "I'm a Philadelphia fan," um, and. He said he grew up three blocks from where Taylor grew up. Or he, oh, yeah. he lived three blocks from oh, where Taylor grew up. I went to middle school with Taylor Swift's cousin. Okay, yeah. Jason Swift. Really? He used to kick me in the back of the knees. What an asshole. Do you think, <laughs> do you think that the people in Philadelphia know that the uh, Dancing on Your Own remix is uh, about a dude? lusting over it another dude? It is about dude. a gay situation. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know that I mean, until now. It's not like they're against gays in Philly. Well, it's very city-like. Well, what do you mean? Well, if you're called Pittsburgh, the city is, Pittsburgh is probably way more I, homophobic than Philly. I probably agree. <laughs> the gays are just probably more aggressive in Philly. It's called the city of brotherly love, yeah, right? Brotherly yeah. Love. <laughs> no one, no one actually thinks that. They threw batteries at Santa Claus. No, there man. is a very. Have you been to Philly? There's a very brotherly love. Feeling. What they're going to from like there's a very machismo there's, there's a very machismo feeling to Philly and Jersey and Love that. and Bergada. Love that. We need more of that. Yeah. See, oh, okay. <laughs> like Bergada is its what own special country. Bergada is its own special country. Philly and Jersey yeah. and Borgata. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Borgata. <laughs> what the fuck? Borgata the state. Borgata is, Borgata is the confluence of of this like tri-state area you know that just brings all the Wudo people out. You know what? Yeah. I want to see you pointed out on a map. 
I the Borgata State. I'll, I'll, find, I'll find the Borgata on the map, goddammit. What's damn the capital it. of Borgata? <laughs> <laughs> one it, it's one Atlantic City way. Atlantic City is, like, pretty run down. That's, that's putting it politely. Yeah. I was there... Uh, the man almost got a kill in Atlantic oh, City. You get more Guidos uh, in Atlantic City than in Philly, though. Like it's yeah, a little more Guido. In, wait, 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 in Atlantic City over Philly? No, yeah, that's, that's it. Yes. That's because it. Philly is not Jersey. a Guido place, right? Well, Atlantic City's not actually. I mean, it's like, I hate it's Jersey. Just like, it's like, but it's not exactly representative of Jersey. I will agree with Berkey. No, but the people that represent Jersey Atlantic come to Atlantic City Atlantic to gamble. City, Atlantic City is like the Project 6 of New Jersey. Guys, nobody goes to Atlantic City. <laughs> Let's just put that out there. My friends and I used to go when we were younger. Yep, that the, was when we were younger. Going to AC. Right. <laughs> we, we used to go there like, you know, 2008, 9, 10. Well, man, almost got killed in amount, a hooker motel. The amount oh, no. of Ed Hardy shirts. Yeah. That were, literally everybody had one on except me. Yeah, well, that was, was GTL when Jersey Shore was mm -hmm. like yeah. a Berkey, thing too. Berkey was an Ed Hardy man. I, I was not. I never had that. an Ed Hardy mm. shirt. Oh come on! He definitely had something. You had bedazzled. those graphic tees. I had one Affliction shirt. One you wore it every day then. No. Oh that's no. Absolutely <laughs> a lot. I had all oh, the hat, the matching hat. He used to go to play. Yeah, I, had I, a bunch, I had a bunch of trucker hats. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I got one on now. Yeah. Well, it's a pirate hat. I actually loved that Hardy. Let's go Bucks. You would. Yeah, I mean, it worked out my Probably style. Probably had rhinestone jeans. No, I didn't do the rhinestone You were rhinestone cowboy. He did go to prom in a white suit, so. Well, he was paid. Mm -hmm. Right. He was, that hat, he, he was an escort. Yeah, but That's he dressed true. up. As an escort. That's yeah. okay. I was a good-looking escort. I miss Gigolos. <laughs> the show was so good. The show was so good. It was on HBO or Showtime. That was a I movie. Remember. I used to Bigelow European Gigolo. Oh yeah, that that one. I used to hook up with a girl who uh, hooked up with one of the Gigolos. Oh, I don't even know man. what that is. I, get so I was going to get yourself <laughs> checked. I God, think, I think so it was awful. after me, but either way, we're so awful. Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Lamanna almost got us killed in AC. He he got us in some thirty dollar a night. Hooker Motel. Times were tough back then, man. <laughs> they, weren't give, they weren't giving away rooms was it at the like Borgata. Paid by the hour? It, it was like one bed, and you could put quarters in it to make it vibrate. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> what? I could never stay in one of these places. That's when Berkey fell in yeah, love with me. You you took a sleeping bag <laughs> to Christ. Big Bear. That was like a nice house, and he wouldn't sleep on the sheets. He like yeah. sleeps in a sleeping bag on, I, on the bed. There was zero, I would rather sleep in the car than sleep in one of these places. I would, too. A hundred percent. It's yeah. not even close. I don't think I've ever slept in like one of these hey. rundown motels in AC. We survived and we're richer for it. Sure. AC wasn't Very as rundown true. back then. I mean, oh, maybe yes, it was. <laughs> it's always but, been rundown. But now it's like a ghost it town. It smells kinda. like a queef when you fucking drive <laughs> it. It's, well, it's the bay. It's low tide in the bay. It's stinky. You always, yeah, it, smells it would literally, like you, would, you would cross the Walt Whitman Bridge and then you just start, you, you could get that. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's literally the bay. smells like honey <laughs> doo <laughs> It smells like bed. honey doo doo had a it's fucking so queef. It's really honey bad. Honey doo It's a very bad smell. You mean honey boo boo? Honey doo doo. Yeah, that's right. a bad smell. Only on low tide, though. Yeah, great, great. Only half the day. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, that that should set the tone for today pretty well. Uh, we got something a little bit different. We're gonna do a little bit of a throwback Thursday. We've done this a couple times in the past. Uh, today we are gonna be highlighting the NAPT tour uh, that Poker Stars is now bringing back. We're gonna have it here in Vegas. Uh, first week in November. But before we get to that, Lamanna seems to be in the mock. Oh, boy. 
He found it. Actually, Guapo's in the muck, but he he refused to put his hand history up. <laughs> that's how deep in the muck he is. That's embarrassing. That's how deep in the muck. He's neck deep in the muck. So, Lamana became the sacrifice. Walk us through it. Here we are. Now, now Down listen. at South Point. Now listen. All right. You're starting off great. I want you to tell the, the, the backstory. But once you get to the hand, yes. just give me the goddamn mechanics of the hand. Let's go. I'm very good at that. Let's go. I'm down at South Point, right? You know, down the, the, the jewel, the jewel of the South. Point. It's glistening as always. You know, mucking around. And uh, playing some one-two. Uh, got actually a, a friend of the, of the show or a fan of the show, Todd, actually I've met two Todd's that are friends of the show. Okay. Hey, right? Todd. I mean, to, shout, shout out, out to, to the Todd's. Todd and Todd. Right. Todd and Todd. <laughs> yep. And, uh, one of the Todd's is there, uh, you know, he plays, plays decent. Like you can tell he's, you know, doesn't limp a lot, which is good. Um, he's second under the gun. He opens the 10 guy next to him calls the 10, holds the me in the cutoff. I elect the three bet to 40, holds back around to Todd, who makes it, or calls, and seat, uh, the other seat nine calls, and um, the flop comes, six, six, deuce, the 123 in the pot, or three ways, check, check to me, I bet 45, Todd calls, turn, or I'm sorry, uh, yeah, and uh, seat the, the, the second caller, the second flatter, uh, goes all in for 110. Mm, we hate this. Yeah, yes. we hate, yeah, we hate this. Um, so I elect to call. And Todd, my surprise, folds. Yeah. Oh, I mean, not to my okay. surprise. I thought maybe he, he, he could fold, but um, so he folds and um, the board runs out 8-8. Eight, eight. And seat nine, nope, nope. shows me uh, two tens. Okay. Now, Todd yeah. said he folded jacks. Whoa. Mm. Whoa. Uh, wow. Yeah. So, Todd, Todd, this Todd. hand, I don't know. Like, I, so I, f I feel like I've just been in like, situations like this a lot lately where it's just, I have, you know, a really good hand, ace king. I get in a situation where, you know, I put in a three bed, I get some calls. We're missing flops, but I feel like I have a lot of equity, maybe fold equity, and um, I don't win the hand. So I think my main mistake was in this hand, and I, this is just me thinking about it like afterwards. I think I played the hand correctly outside of sizings, bet sizings. So I'm not sure about uh, my bets. I, I chose a little bit bigger than third pot on the flop, um, maybe I can go smaller. Maybe I can go bigger. I don't know. Like and then I think, SPR. I think I want to go call and shove. I think I should be shoving, um, to make, uh, Todd's, you know, nines, tens, jacks indifferent. Um, so yeah, I, I, I'm not really sure. It's just, it, 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 I don't, I don't think I can fold my hand at any point as, there's so much money in the pot and I'm getting laid a ridiculous price. So yeah. What do you think Guapo? What do you, how do you play? You're, you're down there playing these hands. What, what do you do anything different? When you said you made it 40 pre-flop, mm -hmm. 
feel like we could have gone bigger bigger yeah maybe 50 bucks yeah um when this short playing stack, one two yeah playing one two can you just yeah. jam when i mean i could just stack, jam i i think jamming uh, is not like the worst thing that, ever I mean, you're getting to you can you're just to flop with yeah. less than one spr yeah. effective right and i mean there's there's uh 20 10 11 and a half blinds and how bad can you that, be yeah and you have ace king so you're i mean in I, position let's not that's the thing if i was out of position i think jamming yeah. is way yeah. better <laughs> but being in position with ace king like i i think it's completely fine can you Bros? jam flop well not just, jam can you go 110 flop uh so put the just bet 110 yeah, the, yeah i mean because then if you bet 45 well you're, you just have to call. Yeah, I like, mean, I, I guess you got to think. What, what does my whole range want to do? What does what does uh, nines, tens, jacks, ace, queen with a backdoor, ace, king with a backdoor? What do these hands want to do? Yeah. Um, and I mean, in I don't the, know. In these spots pre-flop, I normally find myself trying to use a size where the guy under uh, the guy with one hundred and ten or whatever can't just call. Right. Like he has to jam. That's yeah. Well, a, that's I did. That's a mistake. Yeah. I mean, it probably is. Yeah. I mean. I think I think that's a mistake. I okay. f I feel like I feel like my sizing is bad. I feel like I should either go smaller, like ten percent or like twenty max, like you know, like twenty five, twenty dollars, or go bigger. So I was talking about pre. Yeah, I know. Oh pre. Oh pre. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Because uh, there's what? There's twenty three in the middle, right? 123 in the middle? No, no, there's 23 no, preflop. Preflop, pre there's 23, yeah. I feel like 40 is too small, but I could be wrong. It's, it's, way, it's way too big. It's way it's too, too big? big? I mean, <clears throat> if you want to have Four an actual... If you actually want to have a range here that, that can function... When somebody opens large, do you think you three-bet larger or smaller? Well, to be fair, I guess large... three-bet smaller, I mean, yeah. this is pretty standard. This is open. not large. Okay, fine. But this it's, is, it's, it's mechanically large. It's mechanically large. It's the standard open in the game. Right. right. Um, if somebody C-bets always for half pot, that's still... It's still functionally half pot. Right. No, you're right. Um, yeah. So, like... I guess maybe that, maybe that is the mistake. I think... I mean, like, if, if well, it's... Well, do you ever have a six here? Do I ever have a six here? Um, no, I do not. I guess... Right, that's a function of your sizing pre. Yeah, because if I, if I make it that big, then I'm never, like, three-betting, like, uh, six, seven. You should be rather linear in your, in your three-bet squeeze here. Mm -hmm. um, and what? I think the way to have that function... They open to 10? 10, yeah. Yeah, I think the way to have that function is, like, you squeeze to, like, 25. Otherwise, you have no post-flop playability, or you have less post-flop playability. Mm -hmm. Now, don't get me wrong... You can just have a strategy where you're only three betting value. Yeah. And now 40 is fine. And I don't think bigger. What if there's no caller in between? If there's no caller in between, I'm making it like 22. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. What's the caller in between matter? Well, they're I just mean, incentivized to come along, right? Yeah. Don't, isn't like, I don't know, like just the way I th think about poker is if, if there's more, like if you're squeezing, your, your, your three bet size is always bigger. That's not, is not that when not you're in position. I mean, it doesn't have to be anyway. Mm. Uh, not not magnitudes larger anyway. Yeah. Uh, especially, especially when the when effective stacks exactly. are shorter. Exactly. So. When the guy in between only has fifty big blinds, uh, you can't. I mean, you can, but now you have to have a hand that can go with it. Yeah. Or you want to be able to have three bet folds. If you make it forty and he jams for one ten, mm. you don't have any folds there. Yeah. Right? The guy in between is seventy five. I don't know if that makes a difference. Had seventy five what? Big blinds. 
So both under a hundred. He had one hundred thirty or one hundred thirty dollars. One fifty. Oh, one fifty. Right, you made one forty. Um, yeah. Okay. So you know you could make it forty and fold, I guess, to a back jam. Uh, anyway, really uh, quick question. Uh, yeah. What six do you possess when you're squeezing? Seven six suited. Six yeah. five suited. Six five suited. Yeah. Five, suited like, likes a squeeze. Man, I just mm-hmm. a six suited. I feel like king, king six suited. Nah, mm-hmm. king six is uh, aggressive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Even eight six it. is aggressive, right? Uh, not not six, really. Six five likes Wait, squeezing. Wait, under the gun. Or king six suited is GTO kings. <laughs> well, that'd be more like what you squeezed out of the big blind. I yeah, think. UTG one and um. MP. It seems a little, little yeah. A little I mean, the, the charts yeah. that I have, the charts loose. that I study, like I just don't have those. Like I, if somebody's opening under the gun, like I'm never ISOing with any six. Really? No. No Not from, seven, not six, from the no five, cutoff. No, not from the cutoff. Oh. But these are six max charts. Maybe it's different in live. They might not be regged high rate games. You should just, you should be three betting. I more do not often. possess a six where I'm squeezing. You, I mean, then you, you just you don't have a six at all. Like yeah, you, you, should, you shouldn't have it a lot. But also, yeah. like live, you you're gonna small. get more like flats and multi-weight bullshit that you won't get in like your six max online game. So yeah. like you're gonna want to have a little more, some more squeezes in there. You're able to just like realize your hand kind of when you're playing live. So in this hand is my biggest uh, mistake is preflop. I mean, because um, I'm sure there's mistakes on the flop as well. No, I think you're. I think you're correct it's it's your sizings right. I, I mean the big thing that the reason why i, I, I deviated the preflop is because <clears throat> you should expect this to go multi-way you shouldn't expect it to go call fold or fold call or anything like that which means that you want to set up a spr that you can manage um and more importantly understand that whenever you go multi-way post all of your sizings are going to decrease so like if you're range betting six six deuce or six six three whatever it was, like which I you probably go should like B ten or one ten. Yeah. Well, yeah. I I, I don't I don't think I don't think one ten. I think one ten would be like a cop out. The board's too dry. Yeah. Just to, yeah. Maybe it's just mm-hmm. just B ten and call it off. Yeah. Like yeah. if if you're like ahead, bet fifteen dollars or less. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 yeah, yeah. I bet like fifteen bucks. bucks. Yeah. Uh, I would just like bet fifteen dollars yeah, and then uh you know figure out. Because otherwise you're in this awkward like you're. You get clicked for a jam, and you have to call. Like it's right. just awkward. But like so, like am I doing that with a specific hand? Or am I doing that with like range? Range. Yeah. You would range bet this board. Yeah. So mm-hmm. If I have jacks, I just bet fifteen. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Don't you need like more protection? Yeah. No, that's no. what I would feel like anyway. No. From over what, cards. Eight? Like if I have nines, I'm 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 betting fifteen. I I would think yeah. so. Yeah. Okay. Um, and I mean, you could operate a two sizing strategy here, but it's, mm-hmm. it's a little bit What would be wonky. your second sizing? Like B75 or whatever two E is. But it seems weird when... You can just two E and three E. The SPR yeah. is so fucked. Yeah. I mean, you can just two E and three E. The problem is figuring out what E is because, uh, you have it's two small, different effective, right? well, yeah. you have two different effective stacks. Right. Yeah. Question. Do you want to bet, do you want to bet an amount where you can reopen the action here? So, like, um, say if it goes call jam, okay. do you want to bet an amount to, so like, 55 here instead of, like, no. 75%? No, that's effectively what I did. Yeah. yeah. And that, we're saying that's wrong. It's just awkward. Yeah, you don't want to have to, like, I would, I would want to fold here, not shove. Maybe if you were super you're against deep, pair, you you're, go, like, They both have pocket pairs. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm not saying too shove. so much shove. money I'm just saying there. to give the illusion of being able to open, reopen action. Um, but it uh, doesn't because you have to call like you're getting it's like yeah, when they understand. jam you're, it's like a mini click so you just have to call 
I, I mean, I considered folding. It just felt really bad with the amount of money that's in the pot. Well, you're supposed to spike an ace. Is I know king, that's, so. that's 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 the real tragedy of this hand. Is that right? All right, Guapo. I have two hundred big blind live but cash ranges but with ten percent rake. Big blinds deep, right? No, but I mean, he just are you talking about the squeezes right. with the six? close enough? Yeah. Start yeah, with three fifty. What did you start with? I started. I had I had over two hundred big blinds. But well, no. He, what's the effective stack? The under the gun head. The under the gun has three fifty to start to hand. Almost. Yeah. yeah One seventy five. Oh, One hundred seventy five. Okay. Okay. So, uh, there's a rake rake environment. Yeah, ten percent rake. Six five suited in the cutoff versus under the gun one under the gun two would squeeze. Can I guess? Good. I'm gonna say less than fifteen percent. You're wrong. <laughs> At least wrong. Wrong. At least thirty. Wrong. Thirty-one percent, and then yeah. it calls forty-three, folds twenty-five. Uh, five so squeezing thirty percent. Yeah. Five. And I'm assuming suited. when in the when the effective stack is around hundred big blinds, it's like neg it's like almost never there. Um. I, I don't want you to run it again, but I'm. Tough, I would assume that it's tough to say, there. but but no, it's gonna be there. I was right. King six is in here. It is. King six gets in fifteen percent. King six gets spicy. Oh, Silver loves King six. A six does not. Yeah. Ace eight does. Okay. Um, <clears throat> yeah. So uh, it, it's a very linear squeezing range. It's all pairs down to sevens. Uh, it's most suited kings six, down six, to. Five. Uh, yeah, six five is like a third of the time. Seven six is like a quarter of the time. Eight seven, a uh, quarter of the time. No other suited connectors. Then king six, king five. Uh, about 15%. King five ace four, ace five, ace eight, ace ten suited, and then ace queen plus. Uh, uh, and you, ace king off. Can you just take this at face value or do you just like think about the environment that you're in and knowing that they're not, they're, their opening ranges are not what that chart says. So their opening ranges are much tighter. I don't think they are. I, oh, I, 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 a hundred percent will tell you that they are. That's because really loose open. Yeah, you just point. base it off of what comes, come or shows up at showdown. You forget all the times that they open eight six I suited. I mean, I was seeing them flat with five um, three off. I was seeing them open with no, king six off. No, like they just limp those position. hands. They just limp those hands. Like I'm talking about, like the vast majority. Obviously, there are outliers and people will open that. But I mean, that was like everyone was being loose. I think it like I think it like environment is loose. If you go like I think there's I think there's a big difference between um how they open in like a one two game compared to a two five game they're like, like in the two five game there's less limping there's a lot of loose openings where in the one two game it's just limp fest everywhere so it's just limping nonstop. Well, whether that's true or not uh and I, no I would argue it's probably not consistent um whether that's true or not they don't mm -hmm. four bet enough so it doesn't matter that is true too Right, so right. it's just like the under the gun two guy is just going to have gonna a bunch of bullshit in his flatting range, and then he's yeah. also going to have hands like tens yeah. that just don't know to get it in pre. Yeah, they and they call like they'll call three bets with like queen jack off and stuff. Like they'll call three bets incorrectly. Right. So like, yeah. So I, I think I think the yeah. I think the solution to this spot is squeeze more frequently to a slightly smaller size, and then when like, you're in I like that position. I like yes. finding reasons to three bet or to squeeze. Of course. Yeah, right. Of course. So you have to do it smaller if you want to do it with. Yeah. So hands. I think like, you know, 25, 28, something like that is, is much better here. Now we get an SPR of like one and a half post and you want to lean on like B20. Mm -hmm. um, or, you know, yeah, basically you just like want to, you want to force the shorter stack to make a decision for his hand. 
and you don't need to worry that much about protection because it's a multi-way environment like you're still leveraging those stacks against each other uh you aren't necessarily playing a big pot yet right so when clean cards come on the turn you get to polarize whenever bricks come on the turn uh your range is going to have to split and you're going to have to play accordingly what you want to make sure you don't do is just get in the habit of b20ing getting called in two spots and then just like always shutting down over cards. Right. Like ace king becomes a nice check back, but king queen becomes a nice triple off. Mm -hmm. And you have to be able to to understand that nuance. Because you block the kings and the queens and the, yeah, or like king jack would be a good triple yeah. off. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, because you block the jacks, which you is, block the jacks, which is going to be some fold. of the most common. Mm -hmm. You get ace high to fold. Your king right. is going to be live. Yeah. So like in this scenario, say I did make it twenty five, and it mm -hmm. goes call call. Now there's seventy five in the pot, seventy eight in the pot, and it goes check check to me. Now I bet ten dollars, yeah. right? Yep. I bet ten, and it goes call shove. Now I just, just fold. fold. Yeah, now yeah. You you're so happy to fold. Right, right. It just makes it so much call. easier to like your hand just plays so much easier. Where I'm in this situation and I bloated the pot and the SBR is low. Now I feel like I can't fold, even though maybe you, I should. You, no, you can't. You can't. Right, it can't. You should have right. reshoved. I should have reshoved for sure. Yes, right. Yes. It, it's it's a simple spot that. where it's like you just priced in because you just priced yourself in. Yeah, their mm -hmm. hands are face up. Yeah. You know what they have. You mm -hmm. don't care because mm -hmm. you have Ace King and there's right. money in the pot. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean these are these are like annoying pain points for people who are playing small stakes. It's Your just opponents, like the SPR. Like it gets awkward. Yeah, SPRs are awkward, especially because it's often multi-way, and your opponents are playing very face up. Yeah. yeah. So it, you train yourself to like bet to find out where you're at, and then fold. Right. Yeah. It, you know, in like in like especially like the one-two environment, you, it's it's almost like a tournament in a way where you have so many varying stacks, right? Mm -hmm. You have guys that have two hundred, three hundred big blinds, all the way down to people that are sitting there with you know, like thirty 50, blinds. Thirty yeah. blinds. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So it's just like you know. It's good Navigate. though. It, it's honestly oh, I'm not saying it's bad. no, but people don't understand. It's like the it, it for those reasons. It's one of the best training grounds because it forces you to be hyper aware of like the actual principles that matter. Mm. SPR position mm -hmm. yeah. ranges, right. range advantage. Yeah, all these all these things that you know we teach you over at SoftwareY.io. That's right. Mm -hmm. uh, you can check this all out in the Midstakes Bible if you'd I'm, like I'm a little bit more. I'm coming off the course advice. on. Um, mm -hmm. Skincare and fragrances <laughs> and how to riz your woman. Right, right. If you want to riz uh, a lifestyle fellow... lifestyle section on SolveForWhy.io. How to riz your woman. A fellow 1-2 player, yeah. you know. Uh, Melissa's got you. How to bring you. your riz to the 1-2 table without getting a restraining order. That, that'll be at the next Academy, January <laughs> yep. 15th to the 17th. Mm -hmm. uh, if you guys want to see to that, it's academy.solveforwide.io. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that this is, uh, this is a very underlying pain point for people who are in the muck, and it's why they're often in the muck. It's also why that environment tends to say like, oh, you don't know my games, right. man. You're not there. You don't understand. It's like, no, I do understand. You're just making a lot of catastrophic well, errors. It's, yeah. Same thing happens with online. Like, You'll see, uh, I remember like in like Ben CB's chat and they're like, you couldn't beat 10 NL. Like <laughs> you don't understand how right. this game works. And then he'll just like pull up like two cent, four cent while he's like final tabling a 25K and yeah. just like smashing everybody. <laughs> yeah, because it's like uh, polarizing strategies will work everywhere. Uh, and the issue is, is that you don't develop them when you're constantly playing in a multi-way environment because polarization is kind of defined differently. Um, in this particular instance, you basically polarized and then failed to capitalize on it right so you you essentially polarize by betting third pot because that 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 bet is magnitudes larger than it appears due to the shorter stack that's involved right 
you're basically committing yourself to the shorter stack. Yeah. He then jams, and instead of like following through and shoving yourself, you like trap, right? Because like now, what happens whenever whenever yeah. your your buddy here realizes that jacks are just good here enough, and he rejams, right? Now you're throwing good money after bad. And you have mm-hmm. no choice. Yeah. That type of thing. And actually, you might be able to fold if he reshoves for two sixty five more, Probably but it's a should. way way tougher decision than you should mm-hmm. ever be put into. Yeah. Right. If you if I like. If I just shove there, like he's. I mean, yeah, you would have to fold. You're right. Only, you're 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 getting like two and a half to one. Right. It's just not a good enough price, yeah. especially he could occasionally be trapping here with deuces or sixes, and then just like decide or not sixes, but a six, a six, and yeah. then just try to like back jam. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, at the end of the day, understanding polarization will absolutely destroy any environment. If you want to throw me into a nine-handed, two-cent, four-cent game right now, I will literally only choose geo sizings, and I'll. Bust the fuck out of it. Yeah. Because all you have to have is some level of range construction. Be linear in spots where they think that you're polarized, which would be squeezing multi-way, right? You have to have coverage. Show up with a six here sometimes. You know, show up with uh, enough pairs and enough overcards that that you're doing fine. Um, and then just be capable of sizing in a way where you threaten all in. Right. That's that's really what the game distills down to at its at its top level. Everything else becomes nuance, right? You start to get a lot better at board textures. You start to get better at formations and range constructions and, you know, sizings and all this other stuff that matters mm-hmm. a ton when you're trying to add layers to your game and become the best in it's your pool. It's funny because I feel like people often learn the opposite exactly. way. Exactly. Yeah. You're 100% correct. That's, and, you know, and not, not, to, not to go on a big tangent here, but that was the total impetus for us starting Solve for Why. Mm-hmm. It started at top-level strategy, like... Come with a root cause and figure out why that problem exists and then try to solve that rather than when we first started our training site, it was like the, it was like right at the precipice of solver um, being introduced to the public forum. So everybody was like, oh my God, check out this new blind versus blind spot. Uh And like, they're just digging into the nuance. It's like, bro, you don't know how to fucking open yet. In the weeds. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's like, you don't know what it means to be in or out of position yet. Like, what do we give a shit about a 57% range versus a 68% range battling against one another. You know what I mean? Like Uh you're just never going to get there that way. Starting at like the, the most micro level and trying to work yourself up to top level. It's, it's a recipe for failure. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's endless content. If you're a coaching site, that's true. If you just go micro first, they never leave the training. Play King high boards, right? They just never leave you. Yeah. You know, cause they never become self-sustaining. That's, you know, that's its own thing. Totally if you find yourself in the muck, <laughs> head on over to our Discord page. Uh, you can hit hashtag Discord in the chat or uh, head over to our Twitter page at OnlyFriends underscore pod. It's the pinned comment. You can get the link there. Uh, also want to give you guys a reminder that every other Saturday, not this Saturday, but the following, uh, one of our students, Chi, he runs a uh, study group. It's free for anybody who wants to be involved. All you have to do is sign up to the Discord. So be sure to... Take advantage of that. Um, all right, let's throw it back a little bit. Let's uh, a little throwback. Let's take a little trip down memory lane. It won't be a memory for me. <laughs> I stopped at eight. Okay. <laughs> oh man, so many people out there with their fetishes. <laughs> Uh, okay, so uh, we want to do Throwback Thursday. I want to do these more often. I yeah. enjoy these. They, Every Thursday. They, uh, they spurn 
they spurned good memories for me mm-hmm. um i actually <laughs> watching I young jason was like oh my god like, i forgot I, I wanted to find a, a picture i have of of uh, me standing next to a cardboard cutout of Jason, but I didn't in time. I totally forgot oh, about man. it. Oh, man. But it was from the NAPT tour. So today we're going to throw it back. We're going to remind you guys a little bit of what the NAPT is, was, and what it hopefully will become again. Um, this tour basically... All right, so to give you guys uh, a bit of, I guess, um, context to what was going on back then, poker was like really hitting its apex at... 2008-ish, I would say, like right around the Jamie Gold era. Mm-hmm. Um, when he won the main event for $10 million, it was just like, okay, the floodgates are 12. open. Or yeah, $12 12 in 2006, yeah. yeah. Um, so he won it for like $12 million and it was just like, okay, the floodgates are open. This this thing is, uh, is absolutely out of control. And then we started to see some younger kids start to make their way. So prior to Jamie Gold, the World Series was heavily dominated by 30-somethings. The old guard. Yeah, that, that had kind of become the, the TV pros as we moved into mm-hmm. the 2010s, yep. right? Um, Post-Jamie, we started to see some younger guys make their way through. Peter Eastgate in uh, 2008, I believe. Joe Cata in 2009. So at, at, the, at the forefront of all this was Stars and Tilt. And back then, if you went deep in the main event at all, and when I say deep, I mean like day five plus, you were patched immediately. As soon as you got on a feature table. Yeah. For sure. I mean, when I went deep in 2010, uh, I walked in the room on day four. So we were, we were like well in the money at this point, probably like, I don't know, 300 people left, something along those lines. And walking in the door, there were two women standing at the, at the door front. One holding stars patches and one holding full tilt patches. Wow. And they were literally just like, what table are you on? How many chips do you have? And mm-hmm. you would tell them, they'd be like, uh, you're a full tilt guy. And they would just like hand you this thing. Just randomly or they kind of profiled you? They kind of profiled you. They had like an idea, I guess. So of what like, was like the brand personalities? Um, the younger, the younger somebody was, the more probable they were to be signed by stars, okay. I think. Or the more already known the more likely they were to be signed by stars. And then full tilt was just like sweeping the floor with anybody who like you had a high chip count and nobody knew who you were. Full tilt was going to patch you. Mm -hmm. The deals were a little bit uh, different. Um, How much did you get? (laughs) You got 10,000 minimum. I feel like, yeah, I got, I got, uh, you get, 10k for i think you got 10k for getting patched up no 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 it was on a feature table it was it was the table so you got uh you got five or 10k for being on a side feature and then either 10 or 20k for being on a main Mm -hmm. feature it was like if you got picked for being on a feature table it was like pulling pulling a slot machine for ten thousand dollars yeah and we're just like please let me get on a feature table because they're just gonna give me but you also got something you also got something out of the gate just for like wearing a patch it wasn't anything big but Mm -hmm. you got something because i remember i was patched the day prior to actually being on a feature but going into day seven i started on the side feature with ms rocky and i got like grinder yeah i got like ten thousand for that then i got moved to the main feature where i ultimately busted you're cleaning up i ended up getting fifty thousand wow in in just sponsorship um the stars deals were a little bit better though uh and it was based off of the final table like basically you got an escalating payout uh for million full, dollars, for full tilt there's selbstein chrissy now moreno that's right she was she was on the grind back then mm-hmm. um so like when you made the final table it was like an escalating payout uh and i think stars 
didn't do that. I think like if you just made the final table, like everybody just got like so, a million. What? Yeah. Just yeah. an insane amount of money. Yeah. Now was, you get offered like forty k for being at the final table. Right? I don't even like, know if you get it that. It was no, it was that. insane. So I, you know, I'd played the main event like every year since like two thousand six, and just never got on the feature table. Always wanted God to get damn. on, right? So finally, I think it was two thousand and twelve when I made uh, semi deep run, and I finally got to the feature table. Though this is post. Black Friday. Can we find this and footage? I think and it's out there it? somewhere. <laughs> um, and I got offered a hundred dollars to wear somebody's t-shirt. That, yeah. was, that was it. Like, like I was like, I might get something. I don't know. Someone's like, I'll give you a hundred dollars to wear this t-shirt. I had my Leroy Towns shirt on. I was like, no. Yeah, I'm that's not, not worth I'm it. Not, I'm not uh, snubbing Leroy Towns for for a hundred bucks. Yeah, I think in 2018, Jane. maybe I chip led from like, or I was like one of the top chip counts from like day one through day three. Uh, maybe even further. Anyway, I had like three days on one of the side features and then the same thing happened uh, the year following whenever I was at Chance and Jason's table back-to-back -back days. And I think 888 offered me like 5K to wear a patch. I was just like, yeah. no. The money's just not the same. <laughs> it's just dry, yeah. yeah. Um, but anyway, fast forward to... to I, I'd set all that to set up like where the direction was moving. and it was It was very much moving into the youth. So by 2010, the online landscape had gotten very young and uh, a lot of uprising stars have come out of it jason mercier being one of them vanessa selbs uh and a lot of them were getting picked up very quickly by stars uh now the other side of that was like full tilt was signing basically anybody who would win a major that wasn't already with stars so like lucky chewy was a red pro um jonathan little uh ryan doubt a handful of others but they were like more of the grinders, so mm -hmm. to speak, where stars really, because Full Tilt was like made by the pros for the pros type of thing. So they already had a pretty star studded list of. And they had like the t-shirts like I knocked out a yeah. pro. Thing. And they had like a lot, they, they had a nice lineup of like TV pros. Okay. Stars already had that as well with like Daniel and Barry Greenstein and a handful of others. Not a right. But rather than trying to rather than like trying to compete against the the then antonius's and dwans and you know the guys that were playing nosebleeds over there they just fully went the tournament route mm -hmm. and they found up upcoming stars like vanessa like, like jason it was a, it was so so well done uh and they turned them into fucking stars like vanessa and jason became household names mm -hmm. not overnight but like in very short order where like a lot of the guys who were uh, the same age bracket from the full tilt side outside of Durr were just red pros. Right. You know, they were all just like labeled red pros. And that's not to slight them. It's not to say that like Jonathan there didn't do There was just so many of them. Yeah, there were so many of them. Like full tilt would literally make anybody a red pro. Not that, That's an exaggeration. I don't, I don't want to diminish what they accomplished. I wasn't a red pro. A lot of people weren't. Why weren't you a red pro? <laughs> I had no shot. They never invited you? No. I, I remember I chopped the full tilt... Uh, Sunday major on Super Bowl Sunday in, in 2010. And I was like, oh man, maybe this is my big break. <laughs> it's time. And I was like, oh, I'm never playing online again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, but yeah, stars like really sunk a lot into MTTs. They, they saw the forest for the trees, mm -hmm. if you will, or through the trees. Uh, I don't know, whatever. Yeah. Uh, and, and they went this route and with it came the NAPT. So they already launched EPT, which was doing incredibly well. Very well. Uh, you know, it's actually where Jason got most of his start. Uh, I believe it was uh, his first Partouche big win. Was maybe one, and Monte Carlo was mm -hmm. another. Can't forget Annette Overstad. 
correct? Youngest. Youngest bracelet winner. Bracelet winner of all time. <laughs> um, <laughs> so the EPT was like flourishing and uh, it had led to PCA. Well, in 2010, they decided like to rebrand to the North American Poker Tour and bring a lot more to the States because at that time it was just WSOP Summer mm-hmm. and WPT, nothing else. Mm-hmm. So 2010, there was like no mid-stakes Kinda poker like tour. How it is. Well, I mean, I guess not how it is now because there is MSP. Oh, there's so it. many. There's but so those many. Those are like, the main circuits. WPT and WSOP. Yeah, yeah but now there's circuits. Right. Now there's primes. Now there's you know, there's all the, online throughout yeah, the whole year. <laughs> there's so many derivatives <laughs> of even just those tours. Yeah. Let alone the other mid-stake tours and everything else. Um, so they kind of came in and they, they saw a soft spot in the market and they're like, okay, well, we're going to rebrand PCA is going to become NAPT. Uh, and then we're going to do a handful of events across uh, the United States. So January, 2010, they rolled out their, their first event at PCA Bahamas. Uh, it was a $10,000, 300 event, which was what the main event always was 1500 entrants and Harrison Gimbel won it for 2.2 million. So I think that's one of the biggest PCAs of all time. Mm-hmm. What 1,500 year was that? entries. That's a lot. Uh, 2010. Okay. Um, so for those who don't know Harrison, which you should, because he's been a killer pretty much since then. He was 19 years old. Uh, pretty impressive. I think his only live cash prior to that was like in Florida because they were 18 and over. Um, his name online was Gibbler321. And he beat uh, Tyler Raymond heads up whose name online was Puffin' My Perp. (laughs) (laughs) And the, uh, no shock, like the reason I know Tyler specifically is because of Brent. Mm -hmm. Brent was friends with fucking everyone, man. That doesn't surprise me. He's a very personable guy. If you played an online MTT, Brent (laughs) knew you. (laughs) (laughs) By the way, adjusted for inflation, that 2.2 is 3.1 million. Wow, that's a quick adjustment. Did a calculator. (laughs) Respect. (laughs) Respected the calculation. Um, so yeah, uh, and at the time, Tyler was very young too. So he might even been under 21. Like imagine instead of going to Turning Stone to play $100 buy-ins like we were, you just fucking fly to the Bahamas, play yeah. a 10K, yeah. rip it off for a couple million. Yeah. You guys are staying in $30 night motels in the Borgata. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. Down bad. Down bad. Down bad. The thing was though, like back then, that was kind of the dream, right? Like Grinding. You know, yeah, you just grind. Well, n- not the thirty dollars night hotels, but <laughs> dream. <laughs> but no, like chasing we those scores because there there wasn't there was nothing solidified outside uh-huh. of like the WPTs. The WPTs were won by Antonio and Daniel and mm-hmm. maybe less Daniel. I don't know if he has a WPT. Oh, no, yeah. he does. He I'm does. Sure he has a couple. Yeah. But you know they were won by the TV stars. Uh, they even had like TV invitationals where they had like six handed sit and goes with like Gus and mm-hmm. uh, Phil Lock. Like, you know, they really promoted. They were the stars. Yeah, they That's really promoted. Celebrity those guys. worship was also like a thing. Peak. It yeah, was peak, peak high, right? I was in yeah. Brittany and exactly. Christina. Yeah, you get it. Yeah. I loved Christina. Me too. Brittany, not She's so much. She's from Pittsburgh. I was a Brittany girl. Never mind. I hate her. Yeah, <laughs> never mind. She went to high school in Pittsburgh. Yins. Wexford. Shout out to Wexford. Yeah. Shout out to Wexford. Um, so yeah, like we, uh, you know, we had this vision where it was just like, well, I could show up at any tournament stop at any given time. And if I find myself with a buy-in, I might just win this fucking thing. Mm -hmm. And then you can 
then you spiral can, that into who knows you're jason mercier yeah. right you know you There's just become more incentive yeah. to you gotta chase keep the glory. winning though to be jason mercier <laughs> yeah that was that was kind of the thing that him and vanessa really had on lockdown right is, that, that, they kept winning <laughs> it, was, it was so sharp too of, of poker stars right they they like saw something in them right and snatched them up and then they just kept winning well, the easiest yeah. two things to see were Jason would play everything. Everything. And Vanessa was one of the most like electrifying characters that mm. you could come across. So she was aggressive. so animated, so aggressive, right. so emotional. So like everything you want in somebody on TV. She, right? she was legitimately yeah. like a very sane and rational Mike Matisau. <laughs> I wonder what she would think about that. Yeah, oh, no, no. <laughs> well, um, that and send it to her, see what she thinks. <laughs> well, what I mean is that, like, she was very emotional on yeah. the felt. Uh, maybe, maybe Passionate. comparing her, yeah, maybe comparing her to Scott Seaver is a little bit more accurate than Mikey. Because, uh, like, you know, they they just really let their emotions out on the felt, and that's mm -hmm. fine. But it came, it, it translated into her play. Yeah. yeah, she was so fucking aggro, and like, so much of that was just born out of wanting to win every pot or. Uh, you know, being spiteful over having lost a pot uh -huh. for somebody else. There's a... <laughs> oh, this one. <laughs> I know this one. <laughs> Man, I feel for her here. <laughs> this is just like, yeah. I'm sure you she, can empathize. <laughs> when they're all in, when they're all in, she looks... I, I can't remember Antonio's on this. I'm pretty sure it's Antonio. She looks at him and she goes... Yeah, there he is. She just looks at him after they go in. She goes, why do I There's keep doing mistake. this myself? But that's a call. No, no, no. He's got aces. Yeah, I know, I know. I'll bet you he's How many do you want to run it? He has aces. It's like 100%. Of course. What do you want? She has ace, king, or kings? Nope, I have nothing. I've done this. Uh, I have nothing. Twice? Let's <laughs> do <laughs> <laughs> three times. Sure. Oh, I have yeah. done this with the bounty hand before. <laughs> my oh boy. How much do you have? Oh yeah, uh, it's so great. I know, the, I know. The, the look at Antonio of like, oh, why do I keep doing this to myself? Like we've, He's we've ace, for sure. I know. I, I know, know, I know. <laughs> Obviously. She's ace king or king. like, so no, fucking I relatable, fucking don't. Though. That, I think that's also like what made her so star worthy is like, it, people relate to those feelings. Yeah. And also back then, like you didn't have any metrics to measure against. So like, this was revered. Mm -hmm. She was just so courageous. Yeah. By by a strategic standpoint, like oh, I wouldn't have the guts to fucking put it on 160k with Jack High. Right. You know that kind of thing, and that Moxie was like very revered by the it by wasn't the seen audience. as like dumpster fire punting. Yeah. Now like, now is, it's like this is losing three big blinds. <laughs> it was like wow, that's sick. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Like now it's it it's just a matter of like if you give any amount of action, yeah. there are just some nerds in the basement crunching the numbers that will be like, you fucking this stink. Is an absolute torch. <laughs> <laughs> right. Sven over there. Yeah, fucking Sven, man. God, nobody wants you at the PCA, Sven. <laughs> <laughs> okay? Like, get fucking Sven, go home, bro. You're so fucking smug. God, this smug <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> uh, he's so good, though. He's so fucking so good. good. God, he so doesn't so miss good. a spot. Yeah. This guy's never missed the a spot machine. in his fucking life. <laughs> I'm the it, machine. Um, anyway, getting back to these tours. Uh, so they... They had a lot of success in the PCA. They ran a 25K, which, as far as I know, that might have been one of the first high rollers. I don't know that there were many, if any, 25Ks prior to that. And that might have been, like, one of the big marketing tools that they utilized. Yeah, I saw that, and I was like, wait, there's 25Ks back then? Yeah, like, I yeah. didn't... Might have been the only, like, the first one. 
I mean, we yeah. weren't that far removed from the million dollar buy in. I think 2012 was the first big one mm-hmm. for one drop. So that was like immediately after Black Friday. But yeah. I really don't remember there being high rollers uh, prior to this uh, 25K at PCA. Um, William, Re- William Reynolds won that. You guys might remember him as a uh, former Ultimate Poker pro with mm. with one dan o'brien phil collins brent That's hanks right. <laughs> uh, they signed they signed quite the roster uh wow. will wait yeah. so your friends were signed and you weren't correct <laughs> did you feel salty a little bit i was so broke at the time you're like where's mine um well actually i didn't even have time to be upset oh. because i think ultimate launched in 2012 if i'm not mistaken um and don't forget I, uh mr somerville oh yeah jay uh Jay yeah, Carver. Jay Carver was. Wait, can you find the dates and let me know if Ultimate launched? Because it might have been 2015. And if it launched in 2015, then I just didn't give a fuck because I was crushing. Oh, <laughs> so I was either dead broke and understood why they didn't want to be involved with me, or I was absolutely it was mopping. It okay. was definitely out before 2015. I think so too. Well, definitely. So you're but I'm, broke. I'm, you I'm like, less well, positive. 2013, April yeah. 30th, 2013. Okay, I was still broke April 30th, right. 2013. <laughs> uh, I, was, I was on the come up. I had like... 12k to my name at that point but <clears throat> yeah i had a massive summer uh that summer i won like 500k and then i was playing the big game by october uh, and i think at that point ultimate was already on decline they probably weren't looking Is to sign anybody else about how to have a summer like that um yeah ask matt hunt mm-hmm. he, he has to be the resident mtt okay. I, I can't replicate it oh. um <laughs> so Will won that one for 576k. Got 84 entrants. Pretty fucking big for mm-hmm. a 2010 high roller. Yeah, I mean that's that's strong. That would be a good field today, to be quite honest. Um, then they came to the Venetian shortly after, and this is where <laughs> <laughs> Uncle this Dan. This was the best meme ever. Whenever someone was hopeful about the series, we would just send in the group chat like a picture of Dan O'Brien <laughs> yep. looking serious, like. Yeah. Oh, you're so dumb. <laughs> you really think that you can have the dream? <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> Poor I'm going to win a bracelet. We just send a bunch of pictures of Dan O'Brien. With that look on his face. Yep. You got to love it. Um, okay, so then they came to, to the Venetian thereafter, which was my first experience, uh, you know, getting to play some NAPTs. They had a 5K there, which was won by Cheese, uh, Big Cheese, Tom Marchese. Uh, this was like right at the height of his glory days in, in 2010, he would then go on to be a high roller himself. Now I think he's in the sports card industry. I'm not even sure. He's just he's just cheese. He has all the fucking money. Got all the <laughs> he's just got all the cheese. Yeah, he has all the money. But that got 872 runners for a 5K. So uh, it's funny, going back through this, I thought that the NAPT was like, I thought all the main events were 5Ks. Uh, I didn't realize that they were attached to PCA. Mm-hmm. So what they actually were, were the main events were 5Ks in America, uh, at PCA, there were 10Ks, but then they also ran these 25Ks uh, alongside of them. So Cheese won the 5K main for 827,000, which is insane. Uh, and then Ashton Griffin won the 25K high roller for 560K, which this confuses me a little bit. So they got 49 runners, which is uh, 35 fewer than they got in the Bahamas, but he only won 16,000 less for first. Hmm. Bit, bit, uh, bit more top heavy. Yeah, at that Venetian, they, uh, they sounded like they were paying out about thirty percent there at the top. Yeah, you know, a lot, a lot of money up, up there hmm. for first place. Unless anyway, you see a big number. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. true. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't think we believed in that back then. Yeah, I, I, I know I certainly didn't. Oh. You used to know. I'm not so sure. <laughs> <laughs> I go back and forth. <laughs> um, so. 
the interesting story that I remembered off of Ashton, I don't know if you guys recall this, but he had one hell of a prop bet one year after winning this event. So sometime early spring, February, uh, or sorry, 2011, he woke up after a night of drinking, completely hungover. <laughs> this story is so good. <laughs> completely hungover and barely having slept the night before. And decided that he wanted to do a prop bet where he ran 70 miles oh in under 24 hours. Yes. Why would he do that? He was a college wrestler, so he was in good shape. But it sounds like he just wanted to punish himself. Right. <laughs> but it also sounds like he believed that he could do it. So but wrestling, like, you don't do a ton of running oh, yeah, for that, right? Oh, really? yes. Oh, yeah. cardio. Your cardio has to be insane. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. That might be one of the sports you do the most running. Yeah. Yeah. Really? You literally go oh. run stairs with, like, yep. your buddy on okay. your back. Yeah. I, guess, I guess you need the endurance and the stamina. Yeah. The wrestlers in college were in the sickest shape. Uh, so, Prescal was like where the beach and stuff was in Erie PA. I say beach loosely. I mean, it was a fucking yeah, lake. Like beach. Well, it's a great lake, right. Melissa. Yeah. Nuclear <laughs> um, waste. Great lake, lake. great beak. But beach. to get to Prescow, I think was like six miles off campus. And then it was a 13 mile loop. And they would have to run that once a week okay. from campus around the loop and back. Basically, so basically half, mar half marathon. Pretty I mean, no, almost a marathon. Six miles there, 13 mile loop, six miles back. 13 miles, right? It's 25 miles total. Oh, six miles there. So over so a marathon thir a week. Yeah, basically. Don't like that. They were just getting it, getting in. You know. No, thank you. A lot of trust yeah, too. Just uh, all right, boys. You got four hours. Let me know when you're back. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess like it would show up. You know, if they cheated a lot, like. Not in 2003. Oh, you mean just like? Yeah, it would show in their yeah. endurance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the people who would cheat, you would think, would be the ones that. We're drawing dead anyway. Yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. But yeah, they had a very army-like regiment. Anyway, uh, he decides that he's going to do this, and he's going to lay three to one. He thinks he is a huge favorite wow. to do it. Laid three How to one. How many people snap that up? Uh, so his roommate, actually, is who took the bet. Now, this is where it gets wild. He didn't bet 10K to win three. He didn't bet 50K or 60K to win 20. No, no, no. He bet... 300,000 or sorry he bet 900,000 to win 300k oh my god <laughs> that's sick what a sicko <laughs> his blog has, has since been taken down because it was a part of card runners but I remember reading it at the time and I think he said he had like 90% of his net worth up <laughs> at risk his roommate snapped it up thinking it's a good bet because he thought that he would get hurt at least a third of the time okay um, well it does sort of seem like a Plus EV bet, anyway, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, those odds are kind of crazy. Yeah, they're kind of crazy. But, but it sounds like this guy probably ran 70 miles in a day before. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And honestly, now that like ultra marathon running is a thing, like such a thing, yeah. Uh, this this bet isn't like that crazy. It's, it's those odds just don't seem great. Like most, most people run, I'm pretty sure the average time for an ultra marathon is like 19 hours and that's a hundred miles. It's easier on a treadmill as well, right? Yeah. He was running on a treadmill, Oh, which does make it somewhat easier, but okay. no walking counted. Um, and no walking, no walking counted, Oh God, which is pretty, pretty strong. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I guess like, I remember there being a lot of conversation around this at the time when it happened, there was like some moral dilemma based off the fact that like he was betting a friend and like essentially his friend was rooting not only for him to get hurt, but him for, for him to be financially ruined by yeah. this. Right. Um, so, you know, some friend, 
It was wild times. Wild times back in the Everyone early 2010s. Had too much money. Way too fucking much money. <laughs> yes. And you know what? It DMM. didn't it didn't really dawn on me post Black Friday there was no part where I was like thinking about how relatable uh, the eras were again until the crypto boom in fucking 2020, mm-hmm. like just post COVID. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was 2021. Whenever, whenever Bitcoin got the 60 K. Yeah, that was 2020. I was like looking around and you know, there's 100, 200 popping off on WSOP every day. Like there's just money flowing everywhere. I was like, Oh God damn it. Shit. Everyone's got way just, too much money. Again. With <laughs> you know what? Those times are on its way. Maybe. You see that I Bitcoin so. price? Mm, 34000 You see fun. that Bitcoin price? It's going. Visa Metaverse going. part two. <laughs> God, let me just buy the real Visa Metaverse one time. <laughs> ETF incoming. Yeah. Visa Metaverse ETF. Yeah, I think I think Conrad dealing poker out loud, bragging about Visa Metaverse was probably a, a top signal. Just, I, I, I wasn't was bragging. I said something's wrong here. I literally said there's yeah, no it's way. It's only going up. There's no selling. I said there's no way this is happening if it is i'm rich if not i'm getting those are the people that made guys for you for you out there listening at home if you're wondering where uh all the money in the tab went it's it's in the visa metaverse (laughs) visa metaverse coin he's not lying (laughs) well mama joe and i have a coin that's going to come out next bull run it's uh Matt Berkey, Enu, Rocket, come. Mm. Okay, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone, yeah. get in early. I was like, yeah, yeah get can in now. We're, we're taking, uh, sure, yeah, pre-sale? We'll, we'll take some pre-sale, some right. angel investors. We got yeah. a lot. We're, we're going to work on a lot. I, I'm, I'm excited for your endeavor. Yeah. Uh, so Ashton won this bet. With, what? He had 45 minutes to spare. Oh I didn't know God. that. Yeah. That's crazy. I knew the bet, but the I didn't know you remember. Wrecked. Well, <laughs> less wrecked than Ashton would have been. Yeah. He bet the other guy didn't have his net worth on the line. <laughs> Oh, wait, who won? The guy who bet Ashton. 900 or the guy? Ashton who- risked 900 to win three. And he won. He won. Oh, okay. Yes. I he thought won he won 300,000. Yeah. Okay. But it was like one of the most epic prop bets at the time. There were so many fun prop bets back in that day that like just don't happen anymore because now yeah. now Sven's fucking... People are too sharp now. Sven- well, it's because fucking Sven. Sven. I know. He's, he's <laughs> looking over your shoulder and he's like, he's like, oh, are you really well, going to take the worst of this be like, one? Yeah, people will be like talking about some fun prop bet and Sven comes in like, this is actually very minus EV. Yeah. And here's a thread why. Yeah, it's exactly. Like, all right, well, and then no all the Twitterverse why. starts to fucking bark back and yeah, forth. Yeah, and know. then the bet never happens. The closest thing we get is a guy like Airball calling me a scammer yeah. and then exactly. giving me a million dollars. That's the closest <laughs> thing. And you happen to, I pretty don't know, good. you stepped it's in shit good, there. That, yeah. I can't believe that guy gave you a million dollars. I was so lucky. That God. is so lucky. Thanks, Doug. i got you uh yeah no there were a lot of cool prop bets uh eric lingren i think he had to he he golfed four rounds in a day and had to shoot under 100 for four rounds for like three hundred sixty-five thousand, and said he wouldn't do it again that's how goddamn rich he was wow he wouldn't do it again he didn't run 70 miles he just golfed 72 holes. Yeah. That's it. So people do that all the time. All the time. A hundred's not that impressive. As, I mean, don't get me wrong. I don't think I could shoot under a hundred. I hope but those like, times we get, I hope I got to experience something. There was somebody similar. else. I can't remember who it was, but somebody else had to stay in the ocean. Uh, I think it was chest deep water for 24 hours. That I thought that like was a pool. Like that that, that bet happened also. Oh, okay. I, I feel like this was Elky for some reason, but I'm not sure. Um, uh, but whoever it was, yeah, whoever was ended up quitting. I think it was too I think cold. That's bad for your skin. <laughs> I don't really think that's a concern with hundreds <laughs> of thousands. But I think your skin might start like melting off. Oh, perhaps. 
Uh, maybe it's a little exfoliation, you know? Yeah. yeah. A little salt water sure. scrub. A little exfoliation. A little hypothermia. Water, so like yeah, a little hypothermia. It, yeah, right? No big deal. Um, but yeah, like these bets were never for like 10K. They were for infinite oh, amounts yeah. of money. So much. Uh, the last the last big prop bet that I remember happening were uh, Antonio not being allowed to walk at the PCA. Lunge, the lunging? He had the lunge everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's Bro. pretty brutal. Wait, no. Do you know yeah. the end of this story? No. Okay, oh so he had the lunge everywhere. <laughs> so he had the lunge everywhere, and it was for a large sum, like a couple hundred thousand. I think he bet Perkins. Hey, real quick. Yeah. Is he allowed on property ever again? I, I don't think Why? so. Why? Was yeah, they banned he, him banned. for lunging? No. Oh, You'll see. With four, ta- with four oh, tables left something. in the main event. Uh-huh. Four tables that's left. That's so fucked up. Okay, four tables left. It's so it's not worth it. How much pl- was he getting bet? Uh, it was a lot. Okay, it was like half a million okay. or something like that. But first place is like one point five million. Right. Antonio is like top in the chip counts with four tables left. He can't take it anymore. And he pisses in a bottle under the table. They DQ him. <laughs> Should have worn a diaper. <laughs> yeah, get DQ yeah. for peeing in a diaper. Yeah, for right. sure. So have someone bring you a diaper. <gasps> but he did that. win the bet. He, he he got DQ'd, lunged his way back up to his room, <laughs> called it a day. <laughs> Man. Wait, so he got disqualified from the the event? Yeah, peeing yeah. in a bottle for being in a bottle. Is it worth it then? I mean, your top. I mean, you can get. It's probably close. Yeah, but I don't think he had half a million. The in diaper EV. was the way to go. Diaper there. was for sure the play. Yeah, no, I think it. Well, because because you don't know you're 100 percent going to get DQ'd. Well, that's I true, mean, right? You're, 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 Ant- a, you're Antonio. You maybe you, maybe you, maybe you get away. Maybe yeah, you take your dick out at the table. <laughs> He's under the table. Maybe then nobody it's sees. At the t- you're still at the table. Yeah. This is the EPT, goddammit. Yeah, have some class, man. Have some couth. Uh, and then yeah. the other most recent one, Why I didn't think. he just lunge? Dude, Antonio's he's, taking some bad He's lunging for three days. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> that lactic acid was like, just built, built yeah. up. Yeah, he also got... To the brim. He also got de-pantsed at... Um, it was called the something eight. They had some oh, the alpha, alpha, eight. Eight. alpha eight. Alpha eight. Yeah. So I don't know if you guys have seen this or not, but he's doing an interview with some hot reporter or something. And um, I don't know if it's Rast or someone else comes up behind him and just pulls his shorts Undies down. Too? Come on, bro. And you can see the girl, the girl that's interviewing him kind of looks down and is like, <laughs> come it was on, bad. bro. Yeah, was it his it was undies really too? It's all right. He did well. He married Belize no Bob's un- daughter. If it's no undies. It's okay. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I suppose. But it sounds like it was on these sounds too. Sounds like it was yeah. on these. Yeah, a little turtle head poking he, through. Oh, turtle head from his butthole? <laughs> no, well, well, pee pee. Oh Lord, I think I found it. <laughs> oh yes, good job. <laughs> oh, wow, God bless Good fast. job. Jeez. Oh boy. Uh, poor Lynn. Poor Lynn. <laughs> 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 Like look at that. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's so good. See, that's funny. Bring back that stuff. Yeah. yeah. Oh man, that's poker so used to be so much fun. Wow, those man. are some Landon level shorts. I don't think those are shorts. Those, those are definitely these. just boxers. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Man, poker used to be so much fun when everybody was just fucking everyone degenerate. Was, now people are dads and stuff. Yeah. And like, everyone was no so degen back then. Because everyone was young. Yeah. That's true. Well, everyone's young now too, so but the difference is the, the young youth? are Sven. Yeah, they're all Sven right. and they're fucking and insufferable. <laughs> yes. Yeah. They're Landon's all so goddamn insufferable. They Landon's not going to pull anybody's pants down. No, and if we pull his down, he might cry. <laughs> he, yeah, he would not be happy. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> he would throw a spitting tantrum. <laughs> yeah, he would. Oh, why slow mo? <laughs> 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 oh, <laughs> <laughs> 
That's incredible. Lynn's face is amazing. That's absolutely incredible. Oh, man. So anyway, the NAPT. Yeah. Uh, they came to the Venetian. Uh, the first event was won by Cheese. Mercier, Stars Pro at this point, uh, who also had a cardboard cutout of himself at the Venetian, which I remember posing in front of <laughs> because Trolling Jay was one of my hobbies. Uh, he wins the 25K for, uh, let's see, how much was 450000 I believe. Oh, no, sorry. Ashton won the, the mm. 25K. He won his at Mohegan Sun. That's right. Uh, even smaller field, only 35 people. Kind of understood. Mohegan Sun was like a new upstart room at that point mm -hmm. in 2010. Yeah. I think that's probably why. Because Venetia was kind of new and upstart as well. So the Deep Stack series probably started around 2008. And they were only running like once or twice a year at that point. By 2010, I think they were running like quarterly. And they brought in the NAPT as their first major tour. Right. Uh, Mohegan Sun, I believe at this point, uh, WPT was still licensed by Foxwood. Foxwood. So they wanted to rival They wanted it. to compete. Yeah. yeah. They brought in the NAPT. Uh, Selps won the main event for 750K. Mm -hmm. uh, and then Jay won the high roller for 475K. Yeah. Huge, huge win for stars oh, here. Yeah. Yeah. Your two major pros, the faces of the the kind of like next generation yeah. coming up. They also had Ike that they signed. I, I completely forgot about that. Uh, they literally That's when had. That's he was Hollywood Ike. Yes, Hollywood <laughs> Haxton, baby. His Some hair blowing. In his the PCA wind. final table was mm. incredible. Our friend actually John got Ford was that. there. Yeah. John, John Ford. Good old John. Uh, yeah, Wait, he, the devil. That's who gave, well, <laughs> that's who claims LaManna gave himself the nickname The Devil. Okay. The Devil. He, he was, he was the ultimate the troll before there were trolls. I hated John. No, you didn't. John was great. Look at no, he was great, great, but I, great. I hated him because he was, he was the kind of guy who always had to have the best of it. Yeah. He, oh, I hate he that. was Sven. He was our version of Sven. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I hate when they have to have the sharp. best of it. Nothing drives me fucking fun. more insane than be somebody else. the underdog to. sometimes. People don't it's like okay. to gamble. People, uh, people want to be sharp. So. I really think I hate it the most because I'm so willing to take the less. Yeah. Me too. And yeah. like, <laughs> I'm, getting, I'm, like I'm always getting absolutely <laughs> fucking torched because mm -hmm. I'm so willing to like, all right, whatever. Well, I, I think that there is, I, I think there's a reason to hate people who have to be sharp and refuse to even like, do Feel anything little, yeah. yeah do anything on evens yeah. and then i also think that there's uh pause for concern if you're the rube right yeah, of course. <laughs> you don't really always want to be the rube yeah, yeah. Right? As, always lose, but as you know. you're about to find out in the slap bet uh there is no mercy oh whatever for the rube, <laughs> for the rube. i fucking is hope that what's so how's that it going is it leading ankle? towards i'm a big favorite conrad getting slapped he's a big huge favorite, favorite. he's like right. 90 10 i, I posted wow. i posted the i posted their home schedule remaining i think they have Five Should we get one of those ballistic dummies that you can practice on? Oh like, my God, that's, a <laughs> that's a great idea. Melissa. It'll really strengthen my put, paw. Put a wig on it and just start slapping it regularly. I think he's only been doing arms. Yeah. For the last you know time. the good part about this is whenever somebody talks shit about their side of the bed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They that, lose. Keep, yeah. keep trying to will that one so, home, buddy. my 10% just went to 13. Okay. Yeah. I think the Steelers have six home games left and only the the browns and jaguars have winning records yeah, it's down bad oh, oh bengals and the rate oh no down bad oh that we played yeah. the ravens yeah, at home. Yeah. i mean the Bengals, their record we played might the browns be winning but it's not winning <laughs> oh yeah so not the browns yeah. so just the Bengals and jags they play the yeah whatever we don't need to get into it but they yeah, play yeah. a lot of really bad teams yeah, yeah. at home yeah. really, it looks good cuz it, it really looks does. real good it's good and then they have like two bad teams on the road in the colts and uh 
and uh, Seattle. Eh, Seattle's okay. I was gonna say, but, where do you good. fuck do you get off calling a five and two team bad? Or four, what are they? Five and two, right? Bro. Yep. Relax. Yeah. Relax a little, okay? My God. Let's let's relax a little. They're not great. Um. <laughs> so what I did learn in this uh, NAPT history is that they actually ran an event at the bicycle, yes, which I was very did. unaware of. Mm-hmm. I didn't know anything about the bike back then, other than live at the bike, RIP. And uh, the winner of that event was the one and only Joe Tehan, mm-hmm. self-proclaimed goat. All right. He plays in the Blasio game with us. Okay. We're only allowed to refer to him as the goat. <laughs> I like that. Call I like me the, the goat. I like the confidence. <laughs> He's actually one of my favorite human beings on uh. the fucking planet. Uh, I don't think he's memeing when he wants to be called the goat, but also <laughs> a little part of me thinks he deserves to be called the goat. This man does some shit that you've just never seen before. He, he has goat-like tendencies. Yes, it's it's <laughs> goat worthy. It's it's very goat worthy. Uh, and honestly, like if you look through his career, it's just like bookended with these massive scores. Like, Huge. He just wins Mandalay Bay WPT uh, million dollars, wh- which like I th- Wang. Yeah. I think they ran that event once. Mm-hmm. He just wins it for like 1.2 or something like that, or 1.1, something like that. This bicycle NAPT event. Yeah. Ran it once. Won it. Ship it. 700K. Mm-hmm. No big deal. He's got 450. He's got 400. Looks like a goat to me. Listen, he's got 450,000 in live scores. He only has four live scores. Yeah, 4.5 million. Yeah. That fucking mustache is incredible. Just, Only a goat can rock that's the right. mustache. That's right. I'm really mad that Guabo did not cue up the screaming goat. Uh, but <laughs> I'll let it slide. Nah, <laughs> I mean, it's not like I put it in there for a reason. But no, we'll let it slide. That's no, fine. Oh, you it's know, coming, it's I went nine for ten today. Sorry, guys. <laughs> yeah, and he pulled up Sven. Great the timing. For the, Sven. Sven, the Sven was nice. No, no, no. It's fine. I ruined the, the show. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll call back fine, Sven guys, at least three more times. So Selps then goes back to Mohegan Sun, wins the final NAPT event. To be the two-time champion. The only two-time champion. Yeah, but honestly, maybe we should have known at this point that Black Friday was coming. Mm. Uh, the Mohegan Sun main event the year prior, 716 entrants for a 5K. The mm. Mohegan Sun of the final NAPT, 367 Uh-oh. entrants. Uh-oh. <laughs> wee 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 red pretty, flag, red flag. <laughs> what is going on? I don't know. But how do people know? I don't know, because PCA was bigger. PCA, 1,560 but entrants. That's international. Galen too, right? Hall wins it for 2.3 million. But yeah, I think at that point, um, yeah, I'm not really sure. Honestly, it, it might have partly had something to do with Mohegan Sun. Like okay. Connecticut wasn't the easiest place to get to. Yeah. Uh, Foxwoods was dying off as well. A lot of the action, I think, was moving toward the Brigada at that point. Um, they had opened their new poker room maybe a year prior. Two was Taj prior. Mahal around then? Taj was still in existence. Yeah, yeah. my dad used to always go there. Yeah, the uh, we we used to sleep in the garage Mahal. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, it was way cheaper to pay for a parking sure. pass than it was a hotel room. Right. We just do that. Yeah, we just hop right in the back seat, fucking pour sleeping bags up, and call it a night. <laughs> it's either a thirty dollar room, these with a vibrating kids, vibrating bed, vlogs, or the garage Mahal. These fucking kids have no idea what it was like grinding. They don't know the grind. The grind on landed, top of the grind. Fucking landed and is, I, I would just get a backer and I would play two ten four cent online for six months. <laughs> you absolute cunt. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck 
you, man. <laughs> Fuck you. I was spending $30 in garage <laughs> prices to sleep in Lamanna's old ass busted Civic in the middle of the garage. I never, I never had, had even a an Civic SUV. Then I had no. a. Yeah, it was worse. It was a Cavalier. <laughs> it might have been a Cap. No, it was a, it was a it was a Grand Am. Oh, Pontiac, oh, that's right. Pontiac Grand Am Red. Yeah, that's it, right. Tape deck in it. <laughs> he sounded proud of that. That was his pride. He, he was very proud of it. Oh man, I didn't even have a fucking. I I think I went there with like eight hundred dollars, and it was like every penny. I, I have scars on my arm from my first fucking bank roll. See them. I would just get a coach who knows everything, and I get him to back me, coaching for profits. And we would play five cent, ten cent until I graduated up to fifty cent a dollar, and then maybe I'd go on my own if my mommy approved. <laughs> Oh, no. Motherfucker, I got scars on my yeah, arm from getting my first bankroll. He did, would you donate uh, plasma? No, no, there was a there was donated so, skin. I literally, donated, <laughs> I literally donated a pound of flesh. Yeah. Uh Erie uh, uh where I went to school again and they, they were a part of LeCom, which was uh, a med school, so we would get a pound? <laughs> it's a it's <laughs> okay. You're high for, for my well, no, it's it's a actually pound of flesh is like a it's a saying. Oh, it's yeah, a it's saying. Uh, okay. what, I'm, not, the, I'm not really idiom fluent. Idiom. So. That's what I was yeah. looking for. It's an idiom. Um, but <laughs> Lecom was a part of our uh, uh, or like <laughs> you gave a pound. <laughs> a pound. Anyway, uh, med students would do studies, and they were developing a new cream for diabetics to to uh, put on foot ulcers. Okay. So they needed the, they needed to test it against more conventional creams like Neosporin. Okay. So what they did is they took this thing. It looked like uh, the best way I can describe it is it looked like an old number two pencil where you took the eraser out and left the metal thing on. And they took that and they just jab you with it and twist and twist and twist <laughs> until Oof. the eraser's length of skin Oof. and yeah, they want to get all the layers. Yeah. It comes yeah. out. So you're just sitting there with these open not- wounds no 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 local anesthesia oh, okay but you're numbed locally. i mean they rub fucking cream on it oh they didn't give you a shot <laughs> no okay that's pretty rough <laughs> didn't feel good yeah uh, it's like that only applies to the top layer <laughs> yeah it felt real <laughs> fucking bad uh so they they did that four times two on each arm and then uh-huh. they tested it like uh no medicine their medicine their medicine every other day, and then Neosport. You're just like, whatever, give me my money. Yeah, so it was like a control, their medicine, their medicine every other day, and then Neosport. And then they said, uh, so that was for $800. The, wow. I got $200 a hole. It's not great. <laughs> it's not great, but it was more money than I had ever seen in my life at that point. Okay. So I was like a junior in college. Well, adjusted for inflation. It might not be yeah, so it might bad. be like 1500 yeah. So then they go, we'll give you another 500 if you come back in two days and let us, uh, let us um, play with the holes. What, <laughs> what's it called? Whenever uh, let us graph the holes again. Oh, and I'm like, sure. Yeah. I was like, how bad is it? They're like, well, all your nerves are gone, so you won't really feel it. I'm <laughs> like, okay. Yeah. Well, I guess you might as well. Yeah. So I come back, and they can't put a local <laughs> anesthesia on it this time. So now they do give me a shot. Okay. They go, they go. No, the shot's gonna feel like a bee sting. And I'm like, okay. They stuck me with that needle, and I've never been bitten by a snake. Mm. But I have to tell you, not a bee sting. <laughs> I don't know what a snake bite feels like, but I can only imagine it felt like them stu- shoving that needle in open fucking wounds on my arm. Oh, yeah, that doesn't sound It great. was so painful. Wow, this, imagine was, the vlogs that you guys could have done if you were just a little older. It was, it was, during, uh, it was during preseason for spring ball, so it was like January. 
So I'm pitching every day, getting ready for spring training. Just getting dirt all in the holes. Uh, no, no, no. It wasn't anything like that. Oh. They were, they were, they were wrapped. Okay. But I would literally be like throwing my bullpen with blood just running down Ew. my. Head. <laughs> They're like, like, what happened? You're gonna like, get I that a bankroll. Handle? I was like, I, I'm you sorry, guys. I, I need to put it on. <laughs> fired it right on the fucking party poker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ran it up. But that, you know, that's that's what it was like. Right. These guys don't fucking understand, man. Never been at risk. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> me, I relate to that. I, I've never not been at risk. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe you could sell some plasma. Are you saying yeah. Sven doesn't have any holes in his arm? Sven, Sven has no holes. Sven has a sauna. Sven, Sven has a sob that he's been driving around since he was 16 because mommy and daddy gave it to him and they wanted him to understand the importance of a dollar. So no, fuck, it's like a smoky. So it's obviously diesel instead of gas. He literally has a sob in Discord and that's all. <laughs> oh, man. smug cunt they're like oh yeah if, okay Sven we'll give you the car but if you want to put gas in it you need to figure out how to make your own ethanol he's like okay yes mommy I'm going well, on the internet right now chemistry is very well, learnable well, chemistry is right over here I look in the book and it says we get some corn wow. and then we ferment the corn like, fuck you Sven yeah fuck shout you, Sven. out to our boy who's our Sven. boy motherfucking Dan Smith he has ended Sven he ended up winning the um, 300K Invitational. Wow. Yep. Pickleball fucking Dan wins it for 3.8 million. That's his, you know, that's his first Triton win. They were just talking about how he has so many scores and no wins. Wow, really? Yeah. Oh, Congratulations. Sick. Congratulations, Dan. Congrats, Pickleball Dan. We'll have to see a professional pickleball player out there in the poker streets actually doing something, making a little noise. Yeah, he's got he's to make moves. He's got to bring people into poker, you know? That's true. That's yeah. true. <laughs> well, it sounds, it sounds like, according to the music, our time is up I so I guess, uh, i'll speed through this last little part um resorts or sorry uh napt is going to return to the resorts world november 4th through the 12th there is a very chunky schedule here for you guys all to enjoy everything from 1ks up to 10k high rollers uh there's a lot of mixed events actually there's a 5k plo a 5k oh. eight game mix uh as well as uh a, a 550 version of each of those uh, as well. Um, there's a 5,300, 500K guarantee high roller. And the main event is going to be a 1650, 1. 1.5 million guarantee, which we are going to be giving away a seat for. We're in there. And we're in there. <laughs> that giveaway is going to be happening tomorrow. All you have to do is be a subscriber or a member. We're going to pick one lucky winner out of the chat. As always, the members get 10 or 10x luck. Uh, tune in live tomorrow. We'll be giving away the seat somewhere around mid-show. Is and, it just uh, a raffle or is it a call-in? We're, we're literally just plucking somebody out of the oh, chat. Wow. And you are the winner, sir. Mm-hmm. I love giving away seats. It's That's fun. right. So be sure to tune in tomorrow. We're going to be back again noon Pacific. Uh, Matt Hunt will be joining us tomorrow for Strat Chat. So be prepared for that. We, uh, we're going to actually go over a few of the fun hands that... Uh, were played in the NAPT. A lot of, a lot of Faraz hands. Oh yeah, my guy, <laughs> my guy just got after it. The toilet O. Uh, that's gonna do it for us today. We'll see you guys again tomorrow noon Pacific. See you then. Later, Peace. Lot.